Hot Ticket with the programming. I'm chasing. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. Dude, did you see those logos Wad Zombie made for us? Dude, those I love so, I love the Wolverine with the big beard like that. Those were so awesome. The only feedback I got is people were making fun of like your hand size, Not your hand size, but your character hand size. That's yeah. when AI gets a little squirrely. <laughs> but those were so awesome. So I messaged cool. him. I was like, "Hey, can you like, can you like do can like you, ten or twelve more of those things and?" Totally. <laughs> Maybe we'll spice it up a little bit. I thought that was freaking sweet. Oh, there he is. There he is. Here. Oh, oh, Travis. What's Dude, I mean, we need to, I, no, that's Nick. Should, Nick, Nick, Nick. Or, no, that's Nick. We should totally do. Yeah, totally. We should totally make like a like so, a calendar version of that. We could, but like he sent me, <laughs> he sent me two that were like of me, and one or one was of me, one was of you, like as our characters. Yeah. And I haven't sent it to you yet because you said he's yep. still t- toying with it. Oh, okay. But they look freaking sweet be yours is badass well it's just Wolverine. how could it not be badass dude he'll just pull, let me see if i can pull this up i was i was like i gotta pull this up without like all of my like dms <laughs> not that i have anything bad in here <laughs> oh let's see do you get messaged a lot just from people yeah totally I got one the, t- this morning. It was just awesome. This is this guy, Derek, just saying thank you for just nothing you need to say thank you for, just about, oh, I need to use the latest version of the app. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I love, I love when I get uh, messages and stuff like that. Or I'll get someone that will, I, like, I, I won't see him in the chat, uh, you know, like in our chat here. And then... Um, I won't know who they are specifically, but they'll ask, they'll say, uh, they'll have a question about whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I like being able to respond every once in a while to those. Yeah. It's like, we hear you, man. I, I got you. Yeah. You know, I think it's fun to do that. I don't always have time, but um, yeah, send it to me. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll have to text it to you. That's fine. I'll, t- I'll just text it to you in the show. Randomly during this show, someone is going to walk in and take me away from my post because I have a plumber in the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Nick, will you send that to Bill? Please. Send please. it to Bill while he's on the show because I want his live reaction. So when you send it to him, text, comment, and then I'll, Bill can take a time out and look at his phone. Um, but yeah. Dude, so I yeah, if, if I'm like, hey, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. First of all, um, your Chase Norris outfit was amazing. Did you like that? Dude, I was like, that's so good. <laughs> so, I'm like, that's why he was growing the beard out. I get it now. Yeah. I yeah. get it. So I, yeah, I dressed up for Halloween. My kids were uh, Captain America was my son. And to everybody's comments, no, I did not make him do that. That was his own personal choice. <laughs> and then my daughter was Elsa. Of course. Which I told her, I was like, are you sure you don't want to be Anna? Because like, you're more of an Anna. <laughs> you, you got red hair. It would work better, but she had this like white wig and she got about an hour out of it. And then we had another hour without it. But then she had a, you know, she had the red hair and a ponytail. I don't know. I like, I love when my daughter has a ponytail. She just looks so much more like girly. Yeah. It's fantastic. That's cool. It's so cute. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, It's funny that uh, Wad Zombie had the, has us doing the the Wolverine and the uh, Captain America thing. I, I have done, I've been Wolverine. Mm. Way before like CrossFit stuff. Okay. Like a bunch of times. I have this one. I, I wish I could find the picture. 
I'm wearing, it was like the very first, uh, when Wolverine first came out, the Hugh Jackman style Wolverine first came out mm -hmm. and I had, um, uh, these gloves, I had these, these, um, these rubber gloves, these big, thick rubber gloves. And I actually put big old, uh, oh. spines on them. So yeah. I had that. I had my I, my hair was a little was shorter, so I couldn't really have like the pompadour kind of setup. But I well, I original Hugh pompadour. Jackman had short, like he had a kind of a short. It was shorter, but my hair was short, short, so oh, I couldn't okay. really make it look. I had to have a little bit more hair to do it. But I totally had the sides that would kind of come up and mm -hmm. it'd go to the back, and I had this le this like leather jacket and the jeans, like the white shirt, and I had this this cigar. And there was this picture that I took where I had my my uh, my blades were crossed. Mm. And I was looking down. I had this cigar, and this there's like this smoke just kind of coming around my head. Dude, how to find the picture? It was a sick picture. It was super fun. Uh, Nick said super he fun. sent it to you. Oh, okay, check your. Uh, check it should that. be on Instagram, so like your DMs. Checking it. It better not. It better be that picture, not something sent from like. Flutter. Oh dang, dude! Isn't that thing rad? Like hardcore rad. I know. <laughs> Can I put it up? Can I put it up? Sure. Yeah. All right. Here. Oh, hold on. Let me turn mine off. I mean, put some glasses on that guy, and there I am. Dude. Yeah. Can you still hear me? That's sick. Isn't that cool? That is sick. So sick. So sick. I love it. <laughs> um, well, now I got to pull up mine. If Bill's going to show his. If he's going to show his, I got to show mine. Show mine. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Which sounded so dirty. <laughs> oh let's see what has he got for me okay check that out dang dude isn't that cool so yeah, that was really cool thanks Nick those for that so that was good. cool but yeah so I, so I hit him up I was like hey, dude please we, yes. we, should, uh, we should do that but uh, alright welcome to the show Getting started here. Happy post-Halloween. We are in November, hard charging. It is November 3rd, and, I, you know, Bill, I saw your brother post. And yeah. uh, happy belated to your... Well, it's not really belated. Today's the day. Uh, well, today, yeah, happy birthday to your late... <laughs> to your late great dad. That is true. He would have been 80 today. 80. 80. Dude, some of the pictures your brother put up is like, your dad is a fucking stud. Dude, he was such a he was such a badass. Stop. It, it, it's rad. It, it, it's cool. Like you always think, like you know, yeah, I got this from my mom, and I got this from my dad. I got this gene thing, that gene thing, whatever. Um, the craziest thing is, I mean, he was a physical looking dude, six two, two fifteen. Yeah, worked out all the time. Just big, big legs, big arms, big shoulders. I had a very strong presence. Um, a good. I mean, it's fucking amazing athlete. But he was always a teacher and a coach, always. And so we got that all the time. We always got him teaching and coaching us all the time. He was my high school you know, wrestling coach and stuff too. So um, when I am coaching, his voice is coming out of my mouth daily. Daily. Look at my mom. She's so hot. Look at that. <laughs> Dude, look, at those guys. look at your dad, man. Damn. Dude, get to the one with the chops. Oh, my yeah, dad's got see. like the hair. and he didn't, he didn't put the motorcycle one on there, but it's... Look at, those, look, at those, uh, look at those burns right there. Dude, I've got, I have the same photos of my dad. <laughs> I know. Aren't they great? <laughs> aren't they great? That's awesome. Man. Yeah, he was, uh, he was badass. That's yeah. his dad, too. His dad, my grandpa, 
It's funny, you you know, uh, you will, you will, I can't wait till Dylan learns to drive because the way Ooh. you will teach him how to drive is how your dad taught you how to drive. And what's funny is, I would, yeah, oh God, dude, that, that with, will with, not with be good. Guys. <laughs> dude, would it not was be hysterical. Good. It was hysterical. My grandpa <sighs> yelled at everybody, everybody, what are you doing on the road over there? He's going to driving and shooting him. My dad was that a little bit less, but he called everyone a bonehead. I call everyone a bonehead on the road. My daughter knows that I call everyone. I go, Joe, what do you think about that person right there? What do you think I'm going to say about that person? He's a bonehead. I'm like, yep. Nice. He's a bonehead. Yeah. So funny. I'll get to a position now. Like if um, something weird's happened in the car, my dad's like, honk at him, dad. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. I know I do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw this come up, man. And I was like, hey, happy. Yeah. Happy birthday. Look at you guys. A bunch of little chillins right there. Now who's who? Are you down left? I am. I have the blue tank top on. Okay. Um, Jim has the yellow one down at the bottom, and my youngest brother Matt, which is the tallest of us all, is on top of my dad's shoulders. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. He's like six. He's like six four, six four and a half, I think. Dang. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say happy birthday. Appreciate happy birthday. that. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk Rogue Invitational. We've been talking about Rogue Invitational since last week. Rogue Invitational just ended last Sunday. Started on Thursday, went through the weekend. I got to have so much to talk about when it comes to that. <laughs> Obviously, we'll focus mainly on the programming. I would say as of the last couple of years, what has been your vibe or feel of the Rogue Invitational programming in general. We know it's Chris Spieler and Josh Bridges at least last two years solely. I believe the year before, Rich Froning was a part of that. Yeah. Um, but they've said specifically, and this is how we judge programming, it's based off the intent of the directors and what they want is that their sole focus is not to find the most well-balanced set of events to find, quote-unquote, the fittest person there. Yeah. They've... Always said it's about showcasing the athletes, putting on a show, entertaining those that are watching with events that they believe accomplish that task. Yeah, it was, uh, I, was, I did a bunch of the Sevon shows uh, with him and the guys, and we had Katie on a couple of the shows, and that was one of the things we asked. is like, okay, what was the intent? Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, showcasing the athletes for sure. I mean, this is way, way early in the season for them to be at any sort of games level capacity, um, which is like a double-edged a double -edged sword because you have the absolute best in the world, the tightest, deepest uh, pool of athletes in our season ever of any time. I mean, even compared to the games for the most part. And they're not fully in shape and not fully ready yet. So how do you test them? True. So I, th I think it's good to be able to um, bring out some different things that more than likely most of them haven't been uh, tested on. Like, I mm -hmm. love the fact that they brought the killer cage out. I love the fact that they, uh, they had some different tools, some different implements out there that makes it more of a, playground rather than like a straight up well they get to use all battle. their toys that nobody else gets to play with yeah and i mean and that's and then also i mean you know showcase the athlete but it also gets to showcase showcase rogue look what we Huge. can come up with yeah yeah for a, an event like you, you you go to you go to a regular competition a local competition or even some of the higher end competitions 
they don't have the ability to build something mm -hmm. like, well, we want to do this. What can we make? Well, all right, guys, go and make it. They have to go and find whatever's been done and then try to put it together. So I, I, I generally speaking, and getting back to your question, I, I think that um, I think it's really fun. It's a fun way to prime the season because you have so many good athletes that get out there and, and you have the, the, all of the names that are out there competing. Um, you get to see them in some different environments, I, I, ideally. Um, I, I love that it's heavier. I love that it's, hmm. you know, a little bit grind because I, I like that stuff. You know, I mean, it doesn't yeah. have to be full-blown strongman, but the, I, I think that if you are going to back them up with strongman, a strongman event right there, how do you not have a little bit of strongman influence? Yeah, there, yeah. You know, so um, I think generally speaking, I, I really, I really do – I, th I think that it's fun. I think it's a fun part of the season. Yeah, I see a lot of Josh in the programming. Oh, dude! If you if you watch his if you watch his Instagram at all, it's like okay, he loves the dumbbells, he loves the sandbags, he loves the squatting, he loves that stuff. So yeah, I agree. I agree. It is when it looks at you look at the weights, you look at the type of events, the grinders, as you said, just the slugfest. Yeah. And I, and then when I look at Rogue overall, I, I think. It's it's that slug festy programming. Yeah, it's a little, you know, it's a little grungy. Not grungy like it, like it's just you know you you gotta gritty gritty yeah a little gritty. Yeah. Uh, I think last year beat the athletes more up oh, more yeah. than they wanted to mid season. Yeah. Whether they were not ready for that physically, as you said, coming off the games and just slowly getting back into the swing of things. Cause I feel like a lot of athletes were kind of just getting back in shape as rogue was coming up, not necessarily right. getting in shape for rogue. Some were, some weren't. I mean, everyone's in a different spot. Totally. Um, yeah. But I do see a lot of Josh in there. Um, and, but that's not, and I don't think that that's a bad no, thing. No, and I'm saying I, a bad I, thing. I, it's like, we've said it all the time. Is like, you see the programmer in the programming. There's, there's right. a little, it's like someone else's brush strokes versus like right. patterned or swore. Like, you know, that's, that, uh, that's not a negative. I just say it's like, I do see that, uh, when it comes through and. Well, and, and I, and I, that's not, I think, um, what I like about the fact that, that Katie has Josh and Chris in there mm -hmm. is. I mean, even when you when you think of just those three names, Katie, Josh, and Chris, like that is the beginning of our sport. So how yeah, do you not? I, have, I could get like, behind that, that you, trio. <laughs> right, you do you do what you do. You you do with where you came from. Like I, you know, me and you, we've been doing we've been doing this CrossFit game a long time, and so our roots, our root, our programming style is rooted in mm -hmm. very old school CrossFit, and I think those three same way. And so you see a lot of the CrossFit-y type stuff, even if it's kind of weird things that get tossed in there. I mean, yeah. a lot of old CrossFit programming was that. It was like, let's just mix this and blend this and put a little sprinkle of that thing on there. Um, so I think that, you know, they, it's nice when you have a, a very open, a very open canvas to paint with. And, and I think those guys bring a, a nice old school flair to it, which is cool. Yeah, I like it. So, yeah. but we'll dive into that. Just setting the scene for, for what and how we'll analyze this. Uh, before we get there, this was a big deal yesterday, but uh, new coming to the OG culture. By the way, shout out to Sherpa Works, OG culture. They were out there on site. 
at the Rogue Invitational, absolutely crushing it with uh, all the apparel that we have coming out. New Just Show Up shirts, which anything not sold that weekend will be on the website at theogculture.com. If you guys follow us on Patreon, you have a 20% discount code. So make sure you use and abuse that. Uh, don't give it to anyone else because you're paying for it. Yeah. So, But these bad boys just dropped our new OG socks. Cannot wait for those. Just on the top. Show up on the bottom. Good old pukey on the sides. And they're black. I know. These aren't on the site just yet, but they are coming. But these new OG socks, what are these called? Crew socks? Uh, Yeah. Crew socks yeah. coming out. Listen, if you guys are trying to find a gift for your coaches as affiliate owners, shop here. It is a no-brainer. So easy. It is a no-brainer. All the stuff that we have out so far is on the site. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see it right now. Again, it's theogculture.com. We've got new patches, new T-shirts, new hoodies, new headbands, OG patches. Socks will be on soon. Everything from the Rogue Invitational will be on soon. So gear up. Get some gifts for anyone who is a fan of CrossFit, the OG way of CrossFit. Get on there and get after it. So that was pretty cool. But, Bill, let's look at the weekend itself. Again, it was, three, it was four days long. It started on Thursday, one event. Some of the biggest storyline coming in, we're not going to talk about that as much as the programming, but Tia was coming back for the women's side, so we're going to get that Laura-Tia matchup. Ricky was coming back after sustaining that shoulder injury back in, I would say, what, May or June, right before semifinals. Roman is back after breaking his foot at the games. Like, there was so much here to chew on just from an athlete perspective. And then you throw in the events. And you look at event number one, it was called Texas Heavy. I would say classic to Rogue is they have some type of ruck run event. And one mile ruck Ruck run, whatever you want to call it, wearing a pack and then holding on to a sandbag, which is what we thought might be the case. 800-meter run with the pack only, so it dropped the sandbag. Mile run with nothing, and then a little bag drag across the field to the finish line. This was, I think we were all talking, it's like, how long do you think this would take? I know, dude. And we, <laughs> no one, no one was even close to how long, I think the closest person was like within 10 minutes of guessing yeah. how long yeah. this would take. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've all done ruck stuff. We've all carried heavy weights and sandbags and, you know, trying to figure out what that 100 pounds was going to look like. like how's that going to work for the guys? You know, wh where, where are you going to have to put it? How's it going to be weighted? Is it a, are there, you know, sandbags in the rucksack? Like, how is it going to be set up? Um, just picture yourself for a second. <laughs> Trying to carry your son or daughter on your shoulders for a mile. Just, I mean, just that, that part alone. R running. And they made that 100 pounds look like it was 45 pounds. It didn't, I mean, they weren't like sprinting, but it's like they did not look uncomfortable. Eight, in the eight to nine minute miles for your top guys and girls. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Absolutely um, I, I saw I saw this this one I, I I thought was even though like I would think Spieler would be kind of like the endurancey kind of guy like mm -hmm. I just saw Josh written all over this one. I mean this oh, just has oh, military oh, written all over. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You look at your guys top f 
five times, all sub 20. Shoot, so almost good. your top 10 times, all sub 20. Yeah. On this, which was wild. On the women's side, the biggest, the biggest thing of the weekend, and this is when, you know, overreaction is always a wonderful thing. Tia comes out and wins this. I know it was only 13 seconds, but it, it might have been a mile. By the way, everyone is like, like still 20 to 22 minutes. Dude, she didn't even look dead. At, like, the, she, there was, she's at the end, she's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, did not look like, like as beat up as she should have looked. Yeah. I mean, crushed it, and it was like, yep, here we go. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, and once that happened, I was like, son of a bitch. Like, like uh-oh. God dang it. Yeah, it's like, damn it. Like, <laughs> am I not going to get, is this really how it's going to go this weekend? And I'm so glad how wrong we were. Yeah. But thoughts about opening up the weekend like this. We, they opened up the weekend very similarly last year. Nobody got to see it live. They did a little recap, but it was basically a ranch ruck run. Um, I liked it a lot, actually, to start things uh, off. Yeah, 100%. I think that because of the distance that you're traveling, um, what you do, what ends up happening is you kind of ruin the event or you ruin the athletes for this long thing. Like you want them to be able to lift heavy when they're lifting heavy. Mm -hmm. So get this part out of the way or at least set the stage so everyone's equal. Yeah. Um, and you want them to be able, I mean, who knows? Like if they get beat up with all the weight, cause you know, it's going to be heavier. Then are you going to have the back and the midline and all that to be able to, you know, carry a hundred pounds for, uh, or yeah. 70 pounds for a mile. So I like what it was a hundred percent. I liked what it was. I, and I really liked where they put it. I don't think it would have been right anywhere else. Would have been kind of nice to have that in the rain instead of some of the other events. But True. I that, yes. I think it was fine what it was. <clears throat> and it's very old school CrossFit. Do your long endurance thing in the beginning. Get it out of the way. Nate Johnson, I thought Yellow was going to run away with it, but Adler paced it perfectly. Yes. Dude, like when Yellow took over, I was like, all right, here we go. And then Adler just comes out and just crushes everyone on that last mile. Yeah. Sarah, we'll get to your question at the end. This is actually is a good question. Do you think it was a good showcase if you didn't know it was influenced by Josh, Chris, et cetera, for the viewer? We'll get to that towards the end. Uh, all right, that was Thursday night. And then we come to Friday morning. And the event is Seat at the Bar. By the way, the names of these, that was great. <laughs> I, I'm with, uh, I can't remember who said it, probably JR. But... Cross the Games should recruit at least whoever was making names up for the events for the Cross the Games next year. I'll take um, that, yeah. Or else this event would have been called Log Squats. Twenty-one fifteen nine for men, fifteen ten five for women. Log muscle ups followed by five back squats at three seventy-five and two sixty after each round. So the log is back. It's four inches wide, which makes it very very difficult to hold on to. The women are doing 15 less reps in the men, 45 for the men, 30 for the women. Great. They did not do that last year, which was a big problem because size, hand size, forearm length, all of that makes a massive impact on your ability to do the log bar muscle. And Bill, what is it about the, the width and, or the, just the log itself that makes it so difficult depending on size? Well, if you... You know, if you're trying to think gymnastic-y, you want your knuckles up on top of the bar. You want to be able to hinge at your wrist when you're going up around, you know, doing bar muscle-ups. 
Um, and all of the, the the main thing is that all of the athletes are used to they can train the volume that they train a bar muscle ups, pull ups, toes to bar, whatever. They know that they don't have to think about that. Mm. Now, the kip that you are doing, the swing that you're going to be doing is going to be different. Um, you are going to be able to hike your hand up a little bit higher, which you kind of need to. So it kind of forces you into more of a, a strict bar muscle up positioning. Mm. which in the old days they used to do that. We used to do strict muscle ups and you, the way they would teach it was on like a squat, uh, like a squat rack with the, the square bars and you sit your wrist up on top of it and then yeah. you could kind of pull yourself up. So that's kind of the same idea that you'd have to do here. And that's why, you know, we don't do that often. And that's why a lot of the athletes were getting the tears low in their hand because they were trying to hike their hands up so high mm. that they're now rubbing on some uh, fresh skin that doesn't normally get used in there. But with that size, now you have to be you're using your forms and you're having to press down on your wrist uh, to try to hang on that bar. So it is very different. And yeah. there's, a, there's a lot more pulling. You can't have the momentum that you normally have because you can't lock in on that bar. Yeah, and if you saw like any slow motion video of someone doing this, all you saw were their hands just slip off the bar as they come over. <laughs> totally. So totally. As you, um, do this. And, you know, and I think that they were smart. I like the fact that they brought the reps down also. Just with hand size, as you mentioned before, Chase, like think about the barbells that we use. Mm -hmm. Like a forty five pound bar and a thirty five pound bar, if you the width of the spine of the barbell is you smaller a, because you mean a men's and women's bar. A man and a woman's bar. Yes. <laughs> Those, <laughs> those things, those things. for the very reason of which we're talking about the difficulty of doing the log muscle up versus <laughs> men and women. Um, and then the, the reason is because of, of hand size, general hand size. So, um, I liked the fact that they brought it down and I think that it played perfect when you look between the two, uh, between the two classes. Mm -hmm. for sure. If this were just a gymnastics rig, no change in the muscle ups. No, God, no. Because like, everyone knows how to do that. Like, and they don't need the it. Same capacity. Yeah. What about the weight? So the weight they used last year. So they had a very similar event to this. I think it was five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Of like burpee box jump overs on a high box and then back squats. But it was like four hundred five and two seventy five. Yeah. What do you think about these weight choices being five each time between the log muscle ups? I man, I loved it. I it was, <laughs> yeah. it I it was. Okay, again, I can't think of what my back squat's going to be in, in this particular um, event, but we have to look at the range of athletes that we have out there on the floor. The weight was just heavy enough to where you would see the effects, but it wasn't like they had to do singles or they had to, you know, they weren't going for a one rep max or anything like that on the men's or the women's side. Um, but it really definitely pushed the tempo. Like you were forced to have to be under there um, and move probably longer or quicker than you wanted to. What was impressive was some of the athletes that could move that weight, like Alex Kazan. Give yeah. Me a great dude. Dude, her, her like, um, what did Jay call it? Static strength, like her pure strength. Yeah. Insane. 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 Like her, her bench deadlift, Back squat. squat combo. Yeah. Like, like I would never, I would never ever put her numbers on her body person. <laughs> on her person. Her I build. Do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, she looks very athletic, obviously, and all that kind of stuff, but like she doesn't look like a power lifter. Mm -hmm. And her numbers are like power lifter numbers. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, I thought the weight was great. Um, I liked what it was, the the stimulus you could see how they were pushing and they the athletes knew that they 
couldn't stay on the squats long. So they had to get in. They had to get going. Um, mm -hmm. I, I thought it, it pushed them along. It really pushed them along back to the rig yeah. uh, for those bar muscle-ups. This one is you either have it or you don't on both cases. 100%. Yeah. Now, on the women's side, not as much. I think it just came down to the squats because most of them were doing singles Yeah. on the bar or the log. Right. So could you handle the back squats? Because for the men, they could do bigger sets. So was it beneficial to really smash the squats to go right back to the thing that was getting you fatigued? Different. But you either could squat the weight or you couldn't. So you either did well or you didn't. You either could handle the logs at, on the men's side. I think on the men's side, it was really the squats. And on the women was the bar. Yeah, the, the log. Sorry, the but log. I, you know, I, I think um, not universally, that, that, but I think to win well, I think it. I to win like it. that piece. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that piece of what you're talking about, you either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's something that we see throughout all the events. Mm. The, the 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 way it's programmed. Yeah, it's like it's just heavy enough for the the athletes that are above this line. Okay, they can move. The ones that can, it's like, well, okay, you're now on the other tier. The other tier. Same thing with whatever other, like with in this particular one, the gymnastic movement. If you have them, okay, good, because you're going to need that to buffer against the part that probably you don't have. True. Um, or back and forth. So, Which is what you'd want. Is like, hey, your gymnastics component, but usually we see that with ability to do that. Yeah. Well or not well, with with volume, or you got the strength, it's not going to make or break. But this one is like pass or fail. Right. It wasn't like right. good or bad yeah. <laughs> or marginal. Um, this one you got, I would say, high difficulty upper body pulling for the gymnastics. It was just difficult to do. I, was, I would say like high adaptation. Yeah, that too. You know? And then just strength, lower body, squatting, heavy. Uh, event three, this is still on Friday, three rounds for time, 40 or 32 Cal Skierg, five single arm strongman dumbbell shoulder to overhead with those sear bells modified for CrossFit hands, which are small. <laughs> and then the killer cage. And before we even get into this, I am so happy we got the killer cage back. Oh my gosh, dude, it was so good. It was so good that whatever they teased last year pissed me off so bad. <laughs> Just that one <laughs> set of monkey bars. <laughs> and this year it was just as, I mean, how many times do people talk about the killer cage? Like, like oh, they went monkey bars down and back. They're like, cool. It's like, no, it was, it was amazing. Like how? I was like, well, it was really hard and it looked cool and people were falling and then you're just like, I don't get it. So right. the fact that people got to see that again and the rig just looks so sick, black and red and connected <laughs> to Zeus and <laughs> it was awesome. It was so good to have that back. Yeah, it was cool. Finally. It, re it really was cool. I was bummed that, it, I, I was bummed that it was raining for that event. And that was the, a piece that we'll talk about in the programming a lot going forward is that unfortunately the weather was a big topic of conversation and you couldn't avoid it. And it's not at the fault of rogue or anyone else or anyone who is programming. In fact, I pr will probably take an interesting, at least I will have an interesting point of view on this, but yeah, that started to rain that makes holding on to the cereal a little bit tougher and trying to stabilize it on your shoulder. 
uh, and for sure the monkey bars. Um, I would like to see people fail, not see people fail, but because of fatigue versus elements. Hey, I couldn't hold on to the monkey bars because like it was raining. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. It gets worse <laughs> later. But that was a bit of a bummer because you could see it like slipping on some people's shoulders when they're going shoulder overhead with the, the bell. But I mean, this was huge on the ski, like massive yeah. emphasis yeah. on this. My only critique would have been like, I would have liked to have seen either more reps on the dumbbell or heavier weight on the dumbbell. And it's one of those uh, things is like, I didn't know what the ruck bag would do to these athletes. And then they come out here and just put on a ridiculous performance. I think this is along the same thing where they pick this up and it's like five, five. Yeah, some people might've struggled, but not to a, a difference of fatigue and then the ski. Like the ski like had, was weighted so heavily. And monkey bars. The... As the event played out, it would have been exactly the same if the dumbbells weren't even there. And you have this beautiful, um, you know, that strongman dumbbell. They talked about how pretty it is and how, they, how they're not selling them and how it's only for this one thing. And it just got muted right? Um, by only having five on each side. I would have at least had 10 on each side with that. So I was, um, I was thinking that. On the women, it was a little different, I would say, for the majority of them. And so what I was thinking as, this is just numbers in my OCD. Right. On the men, it's 40 cals. Therefore, you can do 20 shoulder overhead, 10 on each side. On the women, it's 32. So you could do 16 total, 8 on each side. And I think that would have sufficed. I'd be done with that. Yeah. Because then it counts. It just didn't didn't matter. It didn't like getting, matter. getting, okay. If you take, take those numbers, 10 on each side, 10 and 10. Yeah. Like that's now all of a sudden the dumbbell matters. Matters greatly. It matters as and much as the why, ski. Why would you have, you know, again, this level of athlete and not, and have every single piece of the event that you're putting together, not count. Right. Like it should all count. And yes. It, that's a great and point. That, and that's, and that's what's sad. Is it like you have this great tool and again, this is what, you know, one of the, one of the, <laughs> you the made a tool for this event, <laughs> this cool thing. And it's, it's, you don't even see it. Like people who are literally on the dumbbell for 15 seconds. Right. Um, and so I was really bummed about that. And, and, uh, I thought that, uh, you know, the way that they said that originally it was supposed to be unbroken down and unbroken back on right. the cage, they changed that for the rain. Cool. I'm down. I'm, cool. I, I think that was an easy fix. Um, but you're right. It all came down to, uh, you know, what you did on the ski if you were decent there and if you could stay up on the bars. For whatever reason, we saw a lot of people that were the bleeding from or the tearing from. Yeah, the, that part the, sucked. The, the wood coming back to this was rough. I mean, there were there were athletes. I think it was uh, was it Garrett Clark. Yep. <clears throat> um, one 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 hand at a time. Boom boom down. Boom boom down. Yeah. Um, and I, and I know that it's not because he can't do the, the monkey bars, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I know he can do it. So 
I, I hate when when there are those kind of things that change what the event is and what the outcome is going to look like. And that's what you're talking about, like where it's not fatigue or fitness that is uh, slowing someone down. It's elements. It's these other things. I mean, right. tearing happens. I get it is what it is. But um, I was really bummed. I was super stoked about the killer cage. And I was really bummed that here we are at the road competition where Rogue gets to make whatever the hell they want to make. They have this badass, super shiny dumbbell that you just for see for a blip as people are trying to dry their hands to go to the, the killer cage. And that's yeah. Sucks. Yeah. But you nailed it. Is that when we look at, well, I, I can say when we look at programming and you program an event, you have multiple pieces in the event. You would want each piece have its own impact on the event. Yeah. Let alone you to, you made something specifically for this event that no one really used. Like it wasn't a new piece of equipment. Like we'll see later is the fat bells. Yeah. Like you made this you, you <laughs> for this and it, it didn't do anything. Yeah. It, it would be like, Hey, honestly, it's, it's like last year's monkey bars that they had. It's like, Oh, we installed this entire thing and we built this for the event and they just, it was like 10 feet and it was over. Like, why did you even waste your time building this <laughs> if you're not going to use it? Well, and Katie was saying how, like, you know, they're not for sale. And she's like, yeah, I don't think anyone would be able to buy these anyway. Oh, right. Like, so you like, made all these. Like, I would have loved to have seen, like, this was great. And it could have been even better. And it would have been awesome that this bell mattered at the end of the day that you spent all this time fabricating for yeah and it just didn't happen i think the simplest one is like it's hard to make these one at the right weight so double the reps yeah 20 and 16 10 on each side eight on each side it would have mattered people would have had a break why because people had to row slower or faster on the skier because of their fitness level people had to drop off the rig because of their grip fatigue and take breaks nobody took breaks here no it didn't matter so yeah, that's, that was too bad. It was too bad. But at the same, like, I liked this event. It was fun to watch. I just would have liked great constructive criticism. There should have, without a doubt, more reps here. Yeah. Because these athletes made it look so easy. And that's the, that's the risk you take, right? How did you test this? Who tested this? Was it the fittest people in the world? Or was it someone who was super fit five years ago? It's well, a different <laughs> ball game. And watching Roman you know, work the dumbbell from the one side into the swing between the legs, right back up and overhead again. Right. And it was literally a 15 second. It looked like a breather mm -hmm. as he was, you know, bringing his heart rate down off the ski before he had to go and hang up on the, on the yeah. cage. Dan die question. This is a no brainer. What weather condition would you rather compete in downpour rain or extreme heat rain all day? The heat will kill you. I've done it. <laughs> I've competed in the extreme heat. I actually like competing in the heat. <laughs> All right. Because it's a big, and here's why, because just because I'm used, I'm used to that kind of with wrestling and all that kind of stuff. So like that you can win by attrition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I've done extreme heat regionals. Oh, I'm, it I'm is not, not awesome. It suck. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't suck. Not even doesn't I, suck. Like if I was going to have my best opportunity, major problems. It would be when it's hot. Um, all right. So that was the end of day two. We had the bar uh, squats. Oh, because there's only two events on day two. Yeah. 
log muscle ups, squats, and then this little guy. And so we have the ski erg, which we've got the little monostructural pulling in triceps on the ski. Triceps a lot, actually, more than you would ever think. Uh, we went overhead, finally. I say finally, it's, it's event three. And then we did monkey bars, which is grip, pulling. And then we wake up on Saturday and we do the 10th inning. 10 rounds for time, four ring muscle-ups, eight kipping handstand push-ups, 12 power snatch at 95 and 65. That's 40, 80, and 120. It's 120 reps of gymnastics movements, of pulling and pushing, and 120 barbell movements of pulling and pushing where the pull on the gymnastics is not as prevalent as the push. Right. Right, but you're... The, a lot of these athletes were pretty chewed up with their grip going into this. Uh, but the press out of the ring dip is the, is the main, I would say, roadblock for people when they get fatigued on the muscle-ups. Rarely anyone at this competitive level, I say competitive level, fail the pullover. Right. Uh, then the handstand push-ups, which is making that even tougher to do. And then the pull through the middle with the snatch and the press out to lock out. Like there is so much in... Someone might have mentioned this, but I feel like it should have been mentioned more. Like, this is just Rogue's version of Nate. Nate, I know. I don't know why. I never heard that. And maybe I missed it, but like, this is 100% what it is from. Nate being an AMRAP in 20 minutes of two ring muscle ups, four handstand push ups, and eight kettlebell swings with a 70 and 53, which I love. It's a great one. I love that benchmark, that hero workout. And I rarely heard. Anyone talk about it? They might have talked about this on like the premium desk. I didn't listen to it. I watched the other camera views, but I still listened to the live feed. We talked about it on Seven Show. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like I didn't like, really oh, hear Nate, anybody. Right. Yeah, I mentioned it in passing there too when we did like the preview show, but like that's what this was. Yeah. Shitload of volume. This is something actually we talked about JR when you were talking about Crash Crucible is programming high volume events without using monostructural elements. Yeah. That this yeah. was a freaking slugfest too. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about, well, first the talk was about, okay, how's everyone's hands going to be able to handle this mm-hmm. with the, 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 uh, bar muscle ups on the, on the log, um, the, the killer cage having to walk across that thing. And then all these, you know, 40 ring muscle ups. It was a lot. Um, I didn't see nearly as many people looking at their hands as, I as I would have or I thought I would have. Yeah, true. Um, although I did see a lot of like taped hands. So they, everyone did a great job of taping <laughs> their hands, which is really cool. Um, what was crazy was the next discussion was always going to be on low back. The low back you have on the the extending of the of the back on the back swing for the ring muscle up, stabilizing on the handstand push up, or if you get you know over flexed um, as you're pressing through the midline. Um, and then the pat, and then the snatch where you're pulling from the ground, and it was amazing to me that with all of that discussion, the vast majority of athletes that were doing the snatches were doing straight legged snatches. Dude, I was like, you guys, how, I know you can do that, but you have 120 of those things to do. Yeah, and you know, and and not that, not even that it's. I understand the racing element for sure. Um. But it's, it just seemed like, okay, you have to at some point think that that 120 reps is going to also affect 
the other things that are coming up, like a one rep max deadlift that's going to be coming up, sandbags that you're going to have to be doing. Um, and you want to at least conserve it a little bit. And I don't think that if you were, if you would even do a little bit of a power snatch, keeping your shoulders up over your hips, that it would, it would slow it down that much. Yeah. You know, I just didn't think that it did, but one thing that I will give kudos, even though I saw a lot of that is I saw a vast, if not all of the athletes breaking the snatches up fairly right away, like right away, pretty soon. And that was cool. Well, I know Nate had this comment about the handstand pushups. It's like it was only that problem if you made it a problem because you tried to do the bar unbroken. Right. Like at these athletes, eight ring muscle or four ring muscle ups, no problem. None. Eight handstand pushups, jokey, jokey time. Might as well be just pushups. But you can screw all of that up if you make the bar like i feel like the barbell everyone looked at 120 power snatches at 95 and 65 and they made that like their sole focus of attack yeah on the workout when that 100% and tia showed this like perfectly of how this is not the workout this is when you just do things yeah and you, you basically you're coming back to the bar each time and that's kind of how regular Nate feels like i'm just doing kettlebell swings for 20 damn minutes Two four eight, two four eight, two four eight. Yep. Okay. Well, then make sure that the barbell does not make you break your ring muscle ups because of the dip, because of the pulling and pushing that you do with your muscle snatches. Yeah, muscle snatch. You're <laughs> the bar out with your muscle snatches, and then into the eighty handstand pushups is like you. Yeah, you can make this a handstand pushup workout if you make it a barbell workout. <laughs> right. <laughs> And you saw the athletes that did do that. I mean, it was a drastic, it was a very obvious cut. And Tia had a nice, I mean, you don't have to, you obviously not have, you don't have to squat snatch these, but if you get a little dip to where all you're doing is pulling from the ground and then supporting, that's way different than pulling from the ground and pressing it up overhead. Yeah. And the athletes that did that, they were all out in the lead in the beginning and they would slowly fade. And once you got to like round, you know, five, six, seven. Yeah. Once you got past seven, I think I saw some, like pacing structure of like those that did well or got second. I think like Victor Hoffer was just like crushing everybody. And then round seven is just like this steep <laughs> decline <laughs> <laughs> off the top because of it. But uh, yeah, it was, I was a little curious how the volume would shake out prior to. And, but once you saw like, you know, Noah Olson actually absolutely smashed this. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, what a great for him if this is, is indeed his last great weekend. Man. He had a great weekend um, to see how that take place. But once it one fold, I was like, okay, they, they handled it well. Yeah, it, it did its job. It was that high volume grinder deal. Um, but yeah, and that was I, to start I, the morning off. I loved it. I, I, I loved it. It's always fun when you have um, – it's one thing when you watch this level of athlete compete and you're looking at the events you're like, dang, it is like a circus event because, like, I can't even – there's no way I'm going to be doing that weight on this thing or on those things or whatever. But this one, yeah, like, you could put this one in your regular gym and be like, all right, we're doing yeah. we're doing this one today. Right. You know, in your version of that. And I, I think that it was – like, the whole time I was just, like, smiling because, like, I want to do that one. I want to mm-hmm. do that one. I liked it. Fun. Yeah. Um, as we said before, you got the pull, push, rings, and it's not necessarily 
the pulling you were worried about on the rings, which is how people's hands would make it through. Right. The log, the monkey bars, like once once that those little pockets start to rise up, like they weren't getting much of a break the first three days of competition. Right. <laughs> um, handstand push-ups, you got the pressing overhead in a gymnastic style and just like the massive hinge pull press through the the muscle snatches that were. And then that brings us to the duel. Now, this was the first event where the weather changed the workout. It was supposed to be over under logs, one rope climb, any way how. So legs, no legs, just jump off the ground, touch the beam, get down, race to the sandbags, three into the teeter, and then cross the finish line. They took out the rope climb at the time for weather or potential weather, right? There's a lot of, there's a few heats that happened all weekend long where some had less rain, some had more. That's unfair. Not on rogue, like that's just weather, but that is a difference in, you know, like if it starts to rain lightly and I'm doing monkey bars, I'm like, shit. Right. <laughs> right. Or if it's raining lightly and I'm doing rope climbs, like that's a massive difference. So they took that out completely. The bracket style, on paper, it was a sprinty event. This is one of those where I look back and it's like, I don't hate that they didn't have the rope climb as far as what they've programmed. Like, oh, another pull in there. I would have liked to have seen something else, though. Just by the way it's unfolded. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. Taking out the rope climb completely changed the outcome of the event. Yeah. Um, I asked Katie about that when we had her on the show and you I did. said, what, what was the intent of the rope climb in the race? Like, what did you want that to be? Was it just, can they pull up a rope climb or, or was it a, uh, an execution type thing? Cause we've talked about that a handful of times. Like, are you, do you not have the skill? Do you not have the capacity? Do you, are you able to execute under either this particular duress or this amount of fatigue or, um, are you able to execute with this little amount of room for error? Mm -hmm. And she said that she wanted it to be uh, an execution element. Okay. So with that being said, and I didn't say it at the time, and I know that we had talked about it, having something else in there, whether you could have an execution element like handstand walks or another gymnastic type skill where it's like, okay, how fast do you push this one thing? even though you're, you know, you're, you're sprinting the other part and you had the, the, like the, yeah. the sandbags for the most, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't hard for the athletes to do. Um, in this, when they took the rope out, it became important about how fast can you go so that you could see there's a little bit of, if, if there was an, a, a, a percentage of sloppiness, yeah. then you drastically change your outcome of that particular race. Mm -hmm. uh, but it would have been nice to have something like that, whether it was, you know, handstand walks or something else, because you're right, you take the rope climb out and it is a completely different race now. Yeah, 100%. And as Patrick said, it's a la Alpaca from 2022 right. CrossFit Games. 100%. Yeah. And... What's important there, and we'll see this later, is before things change later, I was adamant that, okay, if you're going to replace an execution element, then it should be replaced with an element that is also execution-based. Right. One of those being a 30-foot handstand walk from Zeus to the bags, unbroken. Right. 
You can still go fast. I mean, these were taking less than 25 seconds. Right. Right. Or since they use that later, it could have been a six foot box, enter the box, do a pirouette and exit the box. That's it. Right. Right. And now you're racing. Execution based. And it, it would totally change the outcome. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, other, the other part of this, and, and I agree with that 100%. Whatever that's going to look like, that's fine. Um, I think that it would have been more fun to have an execution-based thing because it does. That, that, that be, that's the test. Yeah. It's not just, okay, we're not doing a 50-meter sprint, mm -hmm. but that's basically what it turned out to be yeah. was literally just that sprint. Um, the other thing that I didn't like was the way that they – seated the top five athletes up to the front so Ooh, they didn't have okay. to go out and get cut. All right. And <laughs> Let's I, start there. I my <clears throat> my problem with that is is that at no time in any other event, um you can reference it back to even what we would do in the open. Like if you're like if you're in the Masters athlete and you win the open, you go into your first event of the online qualifier for the age groups and you have a win under your belt. And I'd had that a lot. I got right. it played for me. Cool. But that is not like I shouldn't get credit for that this did is a not play for race. me <laughs> right <laughs> right and it didn't happen for you you're right um but you shouldn't get credit for not doing anything yet in, in an elimination style more than anything everyone should have an equal opportunity to succeed or fail based on what they what they're doing not to get out there in front and get a couple points for not doing it they, they got points for doing zero mm-hmm I think you actually said this on either one of the shows we did or one that you were on. They were like, I think it was like 25 points. You got 25 points for not doing anything. Congratulations. You didn't even race yet. Yeah. Great job. Here's your, here, like you already are in the top five. Yeah. And now you have to get more, a more bonus. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't understand. That's very surface level. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, pays to do better. But like when you're competing and you have a lot of money on the line, you just, I don't think it's, I don't think that that's good race practices to have that kind of stuff. So here's my favorite part about this argument is that, okay, we said, if you get a buy, you get an automatic 25 points. It pays to do better by showing up. That should not be in a competition, in my opinion. Nope. On the flip side of this, it actually wasn't an advantage for those athletes who skipped the first round because three of the five got knocked out on the next round. Why? Because five people didn't get to do a run-through and were learning on their first round against everybody who just got a taste of it and figured it out. So if one side is saying, you get, it, you get a buy, you get 25 points, you automatically go to the next round, you get, basically, you get a gift there. And then on the other side is statistically, it is actually not an advantage. In fact, it's a disadvantage statistically to get the first round by. Both of these are terrible scenarios. And they're like, oh, it's great. I get a free pass. It's actually terrible. And I get one less opportunity to get better. Because if, if you looked at, say, Tia got knocked out in that round or Adler got knocked out, that round, if you put their times in the first round, they were better than the worst five times that were there. So they would have advanced and had someone. Every athlete, barring dropping the sandbag, got better every round. 
So you had an advantage by going first, other than the fact that you just got to skip the first round. But after that, the, your advantage was gone. Well, and I think that I, and I agree with that. Um, when you're talking about a race that literally is 25 seconds, 24 right. seconds, 22 right. seconds, right? Any, any understanding of the race you have is going to be to your advantage. Any like, oh, okay, if I just stay a little lower on, when I go over the, mm -hmm. the wall on this time, mm -hmm. uh, if I slide under, like I, like yeah. Danny Spiegel did where you do like the, the star Which looked really cool and hug. Yeah. I don't know that she moved. <laughs> she, that was, that, was I, awesome. that was one of the most impressive things I've seen. I saw on the weekend was the way she did that last sprint. Insane. Um, and I get that, but even if you get the opportunity to learn, mm -hmm. Everyone's supposed to step up on the line at the same time. Right. And whether it's an opportunity to learn or whatever, because you know what? You might trip on that first one. So maybe her times were better or slower than maybe like Tia would have advanced earlier, but maybe she would have fought like Paige Powers. Went over the wall. She was in the front. Boom, right to her face. Yeah. But and I'm saying like there's there's two, so there's two oh, no, negative arguments here. What's the positive? Right. There's no positives. There so is no positive. It. If, we, if we can argue both sides, oh, it's a benefit, oh, it's not a benefit, and both people are right, it should say, don't do that. <laughs> right. So I, I, that's the thing that they had last year and the year before, which I just, there's no other, yeah, I don't like it. Um, that being said, the thing that I loved that they changed this year is that they picked elements that required little to no judging whatsoever especially that one yeah under the log over the log or over under over yep that's it your judging is in is involved with like you didn't go under when you should have gone over <laughs> that's really easy right <laughs> run to the bag pick it up put it in make sure it's all the way in that's it like i loved that because last year it was a disaster yeah. it all came down to the judge you had in your lane that was it because of the way it was programmed. And so I love that they pivoted there. And I believe Katie even mentions like, yes, we understand. We changed that. So bravo for that. That was great. Yeah. Right. Um, but the buy stuff, get rid of it or keep it. It's your event. You can do whatever you want, but no, get rid of it. <laughs> okay. And it's your event, but we're here to like talk about it. And it's like, no, I, yeah. I think that that, that was a, that was a negative in this event. The the races were cool. There was a there was a lot of great footage and I mean the 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 hype on you know the the anticipation before the athletes had to go. Yeah. Like that like that was real. There was some really good en energy with those high speed sprints. Some really good energy. Mm -hmm. But don't do it. Yeah. Right. There's no need. Because like we said and, and this will be the last time is like whatever your argument is that you should keep it isn't right. It's like, oh, well, they earned it, so they get to advance. I'm like, it's yeah. a disadvantage. Statistically, you are actually setting them up for failure saying it's a gift. That's crazy. It's, well, yeah. then the other, what do you think about this? Um, and it wasn't time constraints. Well, yeah, because I was just going to say that. The two quickest events of the of the competition yeah. were the longest event the 25 the second race in a five second poll <laughs> both <laughs> took five hours to do so like i mean they could have very easily i mean i guess you know with the sandbags maybe it was that's what it was and they could have moved them side to side but like while they're taking all the time there was a lot of time in between those 
There was, I think there was a lot of factors that went into that that we don't necessarily know about, but they did recognize that it was, it took too long. long. Yeah, it it took too long. I mean, if you go like guys, girls, guys, girls. Yeah. I mean, I was timing these things and it was eight to 10 minutes between. I know. So now in the end, like you got these amazing races for the final or the final five, like you got that, but that doesn't make up for what it took to get like having a great, like say f- th- this is the feedback I, I had last year is like, I didn't like the final event last year. I was like 30 heavy clean and jerks. Cool. Like, well, the race was awesome. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was so close at the end. It came down to the last bar. I was like, that doesn't it, like just automatically mean we crushed it. Good. Yeah. Right. We crushed the program. You got lucky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the duel, right. Third try. They fixed, they improved something. And my hopes, if they do this for the fourth time, fourth time's a charm. Fourth time's a charm. Fourth time's a charm. So how many, uh, with Laura and Danny, how many times did they sprint that? Five? Danny did five, Laura did four. Or maybe it's four and three. I like... 15, 15, I'm- 10, five, two. I'm torn so a little bit on, on the idea of uh, the actual final. Like just the two? Actual, the, the last two. <sighs> like I, I get it. I get it for the hype. I understand. It's the also called the duel. I, I, I get all that. <laughs> I get I get all the stuff. But the thing is, that, like, even if you were to do, and especially in this one, it's kind of apropos, if you're doing the 100-yard dash in the Olympics, you yeah. run through all your heats. They don't put the top two guys at the very end to race them. You have your final heat. Your final heat goes, and you win, you win. Yeah. I understand what it's supposed to look like for the crowd. But as far as, like, I don't think program-wise, I don't think that did anything other than, like, if I want to win the race and I won the race in the last heat for everyone that's there, it's like I already won. I got to win again. It was entertainment value. I I understand. Right? I get it. I I see what you're saying. But But for what they say and do, entertainment value. Uh, if you guys don't know where Coffee Pods and Wads is from, just look at the way he spells favorite and you will know it's not from the United <laughs> States. All right. I think we, uh, walking like this as he signed up too. Yeah. Totally. Enough on the duel. That being said, I, I like, I love bracket style things. If they can nail down the timing, um, take the judging out, fix the system at which they use as far as moving people on. And this could be. Like, it could be everything they want it to be. You know they want it to be faster. You know they want it to be entertaining, right? That's what they're trying to do. They just haven't nailed it yet. So, getting there. Uh, after the duel comes the... That's not right. <clears throat> comes the one rep max deadlift. Now, I don't know if this timing is right, but they said that the duel took almost five hours to complete, and then the deadlift almost took five hours to complete. I believe that. Um, if okay. you're going to come up with a strongman event, a single one pull, you have to know, and you're going to run it the way you did. Yeah. You have to, uh, you have to think, okay, how many bars do we think people are going to get through? There is no reason for athletes to be pulling 18 bars as they are attempting to get up to the top. 
And at weights have, north of 450 pounds. It's, that to me was either an untested or a surprise and an under assumed. Um, I, I mean, we've I been mean, saying how much we've been under assuming these athletes from Texas heavy. <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, I think, didn't they make a, uh, I think they made a switch for the guys weight, the starting weight. Didn't they? Didn't someone say that? I don't know. Um, make it lighter I, or heavier. Uh, I think they started heavier. I thought, um, they could have started heavier, but like you, you, you have to, <sighs> as cool as the sandbag to shoulder event was at the games yeah. for the final couple reps. Like that was cool. Yeah. The fact that it took an hour and a half to get there was not cool. And this was very similar to that. Like the final deadlifts were great. It was cool seeing the top dogs going for it. Yeah. They already had their they already had their tie break. So instead of going ten pound oh, jumps, tie break. Go go twenty pound jumps or something to where you can up this up and cut the number. I mean, like max, dude. How many how many times do you think they should be pulling? Max. Eight? I was going to say five to seven. Okay. So yeah, less than 10. So if you have them go 20 pounds, 20 pound jumps instead of a 10 pound jump, if you want to start that low yeah, or get them up there and start, I mean, the thing is this, it's like you can't be worried under, if you didn't have a tie break, then I can see, okay, you don't want to have it where you have chunks of like eight people that are all in the same bar that go down. But you have tie, the tie break for that. Now, the tie break, I mean, whatever the jerry can carry, like, okay. Whatever you want to make your tie break, whatever you want to make it, mm -hmm. that's your tie break. So you already have it set that up. So don't worry about how many you're going to have the tie. Start heavier so you can actually get up to the top weights. And you can keep everyone engaged. Like, it was so long. Uh, like, I felt so bad for Sean. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, more mostly for Adrian because it's like he what could he say? He yeah. couldn't say execute any more times. Right. You know, <clears throat> he just couldn't do it. Couple things. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what up, dude? Thank you, Eaton. Appreciate that. What's up, boy? What up, um <clears throat> one, get rid of that tiebreaker. Like why? We just did that, didn't we? In the duel? Just use your dual finishing place as the tiebreaker for the deadlift. This the sprint across the floor. Okay. Tim Paulson had a great idea for this. Is he took a page out of the 2013 regionals overhead squat event where you could pick your starting weight. Right. So that you were given so at regionals you were given, say, Four different starting weights. I think it was yeah. like 135, 185, 225, and 255. The weight jumps had to go by 10, and you only got, let's say, five attempts. It was a time frame, so it was up to you, but let's just say five attempts. I feel like that would have been a better option for these athletes for entertainment value, time, and basically... Physic, physically getting beat up. 18 deadlifts north of 400 pounds is a lot. 450. 
right? Once we get to 500, I mean, we got to 600. That's at least six lists over 500. Weren't we jumping 10 pounds? Yeah. Then five for deadlifts? Yeah. So make it, you, uh, you can start at 365, 405, 455, or 500. Or five, whatever. Pick 50 pound differences and you get five attempts. Or just go into your out, whatever. Well, I mean, you can do the same thing. It's like uh, Olympic lifting competitions, too. You Three set attempts. What your opening weight's going to be, and you start there. If you miss it, if you don't get it, then what you do is you score what the below the lowest weight that was hit. Or if you miss it on your first attempt. I say, I'd say you don't get another attempt. If you choose to go up high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a zero. You don't get it. You just that get a way, zero. It's like, okay, start <laughs> you, to come on down a little bit. You don't get any weight. You didn't yeah. lift any weight. You didn't lift any. Yeah. So yeah. Many, I mean, there were so many <clears throat> other ways to do that. And, and it, it's, I, I mean, I am not a fan of the one rep movement anyway. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that it's a gimme to a handful of athletes that are always get, that are always going to get it. Always going to get it. If Chandler's in the event, Chandler's going to be in the top three of any competition anywhere in the world with a deadlift. He's just going to. Mm-hmm. Just like Sam was the same way. Um, but if you're going to do it, then you just have to be, I think a little bit more cognizant of what you're trying to get out of that. Yeah. And make the jump. I mean, I don't, these are the best in the world. They can be, you can be, you can be drastic with your jumps. Mm -hmm. It's not like a class where you can only go like 10 pounds or like regionals or something. You can get up there. Yeah. 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 I mean, as I see people, people pick up heavy weight, but it just, yeah. Mm. If you had to pick a different movement, what would it be? One rep. One rep. Cluster. Cluster. Okay. Squat, clean, thruster. I'm tired of doing clean and jerks. I'm tired of doing snatches. We do them at every competition. Yeah. We do them and they at, did it at last every single year. stage, everywhere. Um, back squat. Um, we've already done a bunch of back squats. Front squat, maybe, but overhead squats, I think, are fun. I think that would be good. But if it was a one, a one rep, mm-hmm. squat, clean, thruster, okay. I think would be kind of fun. I say put all, all the platforms in your one special one in the middle, which I did think was cool, and then put jerk blocks on top of them and we're going for a one rep max shouldered overhead. Why? Cause we don't need to pull from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> they have and will pull from the floor and hinge way more than this. And we need something overhead. Oh, well, okay. I didn't, th- I didn't know you were talking about f- how it fits in the program. I yeah. It fits in the program. Zero. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, absolutely. Of pressing overhead, yeah, right. I mean, block. It's dynamic. There's Already drama. There. Deadlift. There's yep. no drama. No. Uh oh, they didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's just there. They keep pulling. Pulling. We'll see. Anyway. Yeah. Saturday. Uh, okay. Event seven. We have 
The event that changed a bit. Uh, start things off in the morning. This is the one where it was originally, so this is the original one. It was 30 cal echo bike, 20 fat bell ground overhead at 70 and 53, which are those round ball. They were with cool. The, yeah, cool they looking. Uh, 75 foot front rack lunge to Zeus. I bet that was with an axle bar because they did that the year before. Run to the sled, pull it up, or it says push here, up the hill. It's meant to say run back, lunge back, fat bell, ground overhead, 30 cal echo bike. It changed to bike, ground overhead, 20 back step lunges with the dumbbells, run, reverse sled pull or bag pull, up, down, and then on your way back. I didn't mind the change due to the weather. I like the uh, fat bells. I don't feel like the rain really hurt that many people, although it started to rain. I mean, unless you turned your screen off, then it didn't actually hurt anybody. It helped people. Um, This is an event where, why I say is like hinging from the floor 120 times with the power snatches, pulling a heavy one at max from the floor, and then this one after that is why I was like, that's a lot. Um, cause 70 and 53 is not light. And with those awkward bells, which looked really cool, I like the chipper. What did you think about the change in how it maybe did or didn't affect what maybe the original programming was? I liked the fact that they kept them on the fat bells for the lunge. Um, kept them contained it kept them right there it's a Mm. weird object again so even though everyone was getting comfortable putting it behind um i I think you know we've seen we've seen lunges and front rack lunges all the time i thought that it was cool to have that it wasn't it was only 20 wasn't that many Mm -hmm. um pulling the sled backwards okay whatever i think that was a a different little stimulus going up the hill quads you know for sure um it was interesting with the rain watching people slide down that was so cool. It, it was cool that, that Laura told Roman to go down. And he's like, oh, like a kid? And he's like, she's like, yeah. Oh, she said he, that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was crazy. And he totally did. And he had the big old... The Dude, big he was going down the kid, but like Chandler Smith was going down like the most like smooth criminal <laughs> gangster. Like, I hope that turns into one of those gifts that nobody knows who this actually is or what right. the context is, but they use it for everything. Oh man. It was totally. beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. So good. Um, but I really liked, uh, I love those fat bells. I thought they were so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this chipper. I thought it was great. I thought it, how it was set in the rain. It was fine. The rain didn't really affect it. Um, the change, I don't think affected it. I like the fact that it kept them right there. So they aren't having to walk up and down. It, I just, it's cool to have that, but we have that all the time. Yeah. So I liked that it was 20 and 20. I thought that, that worked out great. It was, I, I really liked this event a lot. Like a the lot. people who won were also the same people I thought were going to win. Yeah. When, there it is, <laughs> before it changed. So like how they modified this, I thought was great. Yeah. Look at this. Chandler just, look at that. <laughs> That guy's done a lot of cool things. It's the coolest <laughs> thing he's ever done. It's like one of my favorite moments of the weekend. Just 
Nailed it. Knew where the camera was. Couldn't have picked a better pose. He didn't stop. Like, it'd been awkward if he just, like, stopped in front of the camera because he got stuck. Right. It was great. <laughs> uh, I like this. Yeah, it was great. It, and it, was, it looked cool in the... Uh, it looked cool in the rain. It didn't really bother anybody. Nobody complained. Yeah. Nobody slipped. Nobody had any issues. Uh, my only thing is, like... <sighs> Hulk hands... I would, have oh, pref- yeah. I, I would have preferred Mega Man. Totally. You know? Totally. I just thought, you know, it was a great opportunity. It's just a great opportunity. And if anybody, like, if you don't know who Mega Man is. You're not in the master's age group. Yeah. What's that? Like, <laughs> if somebody, my buddy sent this to me the other day, or today. He's like, if you know what this is, and it was like some pencil sharpener, <laughs> then it's time for like a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> like are you telling me Man, this is a, come on Mega Man yeah right Hulk hands so <laughs> I just thought it was a missed opportunity to go back on our old video game lore I like it I like it uh, but I like this event I like the way where it's put I like the movements in here the chipper the expanse across the field I thought this was one of the better program not any actually was a bad programmed workout other than like little nuances like we talk about the duel and the deadlift but I, I i enjoyed it no it was a good one it was a really good one all right and then we come to event eight it has been raining a lot and it's called big cat and i guess it's called big cat because you're cl- jumping over high boxes and you're climbing a wall i'm assuming you know, like a cat. Uh, the rain changed the format only for the pegboard and the hill run. So they switched the two pegboards for a 50-foot handstand walk, run around a pylon at the base of the hill, and then 50-foot handstand walk back into the box jumps. Before this started, we were told that it was supposed to be unbroken, which I was all on board with. And then when it w- unfolded, they had took that out um, I had talked to Brian Friend after I was vocal about not liking taking the unbroken out, and they said it's a safety issue of people walking on their hands on wet grass, <laughs> to which my response is like, well, they're still jumping onto a box. And, like, you did safety for one, and not focus on for one and not the other. They're and not then, walking down... The hill. Right. And I like how they took the hill out. Like we saw that the hill is slippery. And so they took that out because the hill run actually would have been a huge part of separation in this original event. Huge. Right. And people would have potentially wiped out. Um, But the only person that slipped was uh, on a box jump. And that was Bethany Flores. So she fell 36 inches on her back and she was fine. But I was like, oh, funny. The one thing I said is actually more dangerous uh, ended up being right. Um, The one thing, okay, so here's why I didn't like the unbroken part or taking it out. You touched on it exactly when he said is if there's an execution element in the event and you reprogram what that movement is, it should be the same thing. So for example, a pegboard is an execution-based element. You, once you begin, don't get any credit for getting partially up the hill or up the board. If you come down, it's over. That's execution base. I think I'm ready, therefore I will begin, and it must be unbroken all the way down. 
Handstand walk should have been the same thing. It originally was, and they took it out. I'm bummed that they took it out because that keeps it execution base. Even though you went from pulling to pressing, but I'll say the change that they made outside of taking the unbroken out was actually better for the overall programming for the weekend. That they took out this pulling off a pegboard, which they didn't need any more of, and they put in an inverted gymnastics movement, which they were in dire need of. I actually like the change more than the original programming. I can see that. I can see that. Um, I mean, they actually took out two two elements between the rope and then the pegboard. Right. So they took out two of them, which is I I I agree with that. I don't. I didn't agree at all with the. I got. I understood the unbroken or the taking out the unbroken on the killer cage. Right. Because yeah, you have to hold on to the bar in the rain, right? On a flat, wet ground, there is no safety issue there, right? Like I like, you might slip to your face. Come on, man! Like really? Like I know if that's the reasoning, I'm not gonna sit there and argue with them. I'm just bummed that they took it out. I will, because I just don't. I don't. I think that that's a. If you're gonna go that route with safety. Then if you look across the board of all the things of what the possibilities of what might happen, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, well now we're not really gonna be able to do anything anymore. Right. Um, just to your point, like the jumping on the high box. Right. Okay, well, I need to jump at an angle now to get up on top of this box that has a bunch of water on top right. that I'm barely gonna get my feet onto. Right. So that's safer than on a flat ground with water, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm moving flat. There's no hill. It's not like down a hill, up a hill. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't, uh, I think that that's a. It wasn't consistent. No. And if we're going to critique other. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for safety. I'm all for safety, but like consistent safety. Yeah. Be it consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you're right. I do like, I do like the way I do like how the the addition of the handstand walk because we talked about it earlier and we didn't know that that was going to happen. Or at least I didn't know that no. they were putting it in here. Right. That's why we were pushing it so big on the sprint Yeah, on the duel was for that. Um, it was, and it was cool that they had that mm-hmm. in there. I thought that they should have a handstand. They had so many gymnastic movements in this competition. Right. How could you not have handstand, a handstand yeah. walk of some sort? Right. I mean, they had so, log bar, muscle ups, ring muscle ups, monkey bars. Yep. And they had handstand pushups. Yep. And the dip portion of this. When you change, if you took out the rope climb, that would have been another fourth pulling movement and a pegboard fifth. Right. <laughs> versus one, one handstand pushup. That, this was the original programming. Yeah. Now you took out three of them. You put in a handstand walk. So now you have three and two. And if we put that pirouette execution thing in the duel, now you're perfectly balanced on the up. weekend. Yep. Right. And Nate's right. Yeah. This changed the outcome of the test for some people or the event for some people. But... In my point of view, it actually improved the overall programming itself, putting these in here. And think, think about how many times like you, you put together an event, a workout, mm-hmm. and you come back to it for whatever reason, come back to it, the people that are in the class, doing your class, and then like you kind of make a quick switch. Oh, I would totally switch it like this if it was to go. Oh, I'd yeah. have to do it again. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. It just it forced them just to clean them up. Yeah. So that was event eight, and then we were waiting to see what the finale would be. And coming into the final with freaking Tia and Laura, 
Tied for points. Tied. Winner take all. I can't remember being this excited and nervous about a single event. A single heat, dude. A single heat, a single event. Maybe, maybe the 2017 final with Kara and Tia. Maybe, but nothing like this. Nah, it was insane. And partly because of the programming. Yeah. Three rounds, 25 double-unders, just good old-fashioned double-unders. Five power cleans at 225 and 155. Two rounds of 25 and five squat cleans. And then one round of 25 double-unders and five clean and jerks. The original weight was supposed to be heavier. I think it's like 275 and 175. Yeah. They changed this because of the rain. They brought it inside because of that and didn't switch back to the original weights. Again, I think this is a change that made it much better because we've done plenty of heavy stuff to this point. Back squat, deadlift. We did high volume light, high volume light barbell cycling. We did odd object cycling that's relatively moderately heavy to come in and do something that's, again, really heavy for short volume. This switch made it moderate barbell cycling, which we didn't have. And I thought they freaking nailed it because why it was so exciting? Because there was no room for error and there was no single person that head and shoulders away had an advantage if they didn't execute perfectly. Yeah, the uh, if if the weights were the original weights, it would have been a completely you knew who's going to win. You would have known who was going to win before it even totally. started. It, I mean, totally. But the, the reason when when you bring the weights down like this, it's like when you talk about if you do a heavy friend, you're actually just being a baby. <laughs> yeah, you're, just, right. you're afraid to go fast. This this with the weights that they picked, there were so many of our elite level mega athletes in our sport that failed a lift. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking Tia Claire Toomey. Right. Failed. Pat Vilner. She had to double bounce the squat on the last squat clean. Failed the first clean and jerk. You have never seen her fail like that, ever. There were all kinds of athletes that were doing Pat had that. I mean, mm-hmm. Pat, geez, that guy, I feel so bad. That always <laughs> seems to happen. Luckily, um, it didn't hurt him. <laughs> right, right. But there were, I mean, a lot of athletes that it just slapped them right in the face. And if it, that would not have happened, I don't, I don't think that would have happened at all. Um, because they would have been able to pace the heavier weight a little bit better. It can only go so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, but here it's like they all can do the weight. Yeah. I mean, dude, I almost thought, I mean, Daniel Brandon quivering up at the top. Dude. Uh, uh, Danny Spiegel not being able to move it, like having to take a breath to yeah, see what's yeah. going on. Like it changed all of our all of our strong athletes who we would normally think are like they're gonna crush it, they're gonna crush it. All of a sudden it was like, whoa. Right. They almost lost it all right there. And and why? It wasn't because the weight was too heavy. It was because the event was so intense. Yeah. That they push themselves to their max capacity and fatigue just to keep the pressure on. This is one of the best finales I've seen programmed at the Rogue Invitational, and it's not oh, even close. Without a doubt. It's 100%, not even close. 100%. This is actually one of the best events ever programmed at the Rogue Invitational. Yeah. Like you, you put this anywhere, right? And what we got to see is we got to see people just go at it, not heavy clean and jerk singles for 30 reps and just work our way down the floor. 
this is what I mean by a, a final event that's worthy of watching some people race to the finish. It's execution-based, it's intensity-based, it's strategy-based, because you have people like, oh, I'm going to go touch and go in the beginning. Like, meh. Yeah, Are you sure? Or I'm going to take a little pause here. Or here's the crazy thing. The double unders had a massive impact on the outcome of this event if you screwed up. Because oh, we yeah. saw that happen in round two. Laura misses her first rep of her, I think it was her second round. Yeah. And that made, that allowed Tia to pass her. If yep, you lose five seconds. Yeah. And so that made it even more intense. Now I'm talking entertainment. Screw like programming right now. Entertainment value. I was holding my breath every time they were doing double unders because I knew if they missed, now they're behind. Yep. How are they going to gain it? And so you're just like holding your breath the entire time. Who could cycle just a little bit quicker on singles? Stand up just a little bit. Like it, 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 put, the, it put the outcome on the athlete's performance more than any movement, weight, skill, anything. This was the best for me. This was the best event of the weekend. It wasn't even close. Programming-wise, entertainment-wise, obviously entertainment-wise because it was, it was intense, but as far as programming, this is my favorite one. Uh, hands down, easily. It's I, not honestly, even Honestly, I would put this event in top five CrossFit events. Wow. Like that, like that good. Because of what it did, because of where it put the athletes. And if you look at if you go to old school CrossFit, mm -hmm. we have our monostructural piece. We have our weightlifting piece. Yep. It's not about just you are the strongest. You have to be able to move. And I, I, we've talked about this all the time on, on the shows is I would rather show strength at how do you cycle 80% of your one rep max mm -hmm. rather than what's your one rep max. Right. Like to me, that shows way more fitness than I can lift one weight one time. It's showing these athletes and showing where they were pushing that level to where I mean, I mean all of these athletes are so damn strong we know what they can lift we know what their one rep maxes are and so many of them either one failed or quivered so bad <laughs> with all of not just pushing physically to that to that limit but in the heat of the race knowing what they needed to achieve to go there the, the press like the pressure of the race the pressure of the finals the pressure of that intensity just buried on these athletes and it was so fun to watch them do that mm -hmm. because for a lot of these athletes it's the first time that we've seen a lot of them be human yeah. like and with tia's bobble that was as dramatic as when we saw rich walk in the triple threes in the games yeah like you never see those athletes break yeah and i saw tia's head go down and i it take out all the all the i just had a kid stuff i get all that like yeah you blew my mind her entire that entire weekend. Yeah, like, give me a break. Like, whether I said I didn't want her to win right. or not, you're not a freak. That Tia. I am not one hundred percent like respect. Yeah, I give her the respect. Absolute freak. With with, with all due respect, hundred percent, hundred percent. I've never seen her head drop like that. She so, missed that lift and her head went down. I was yeah. like, that's it. Tariq has a great question. Do you think Laura broke Tia? Yes, hundred percent. And that's what I thought the coolest part was is that. Tia knew she had to beat Laura. It was her only shot. Laura knew she had to put the pressure on. Like, I felt like this did stack, this event favored Laura at the time a hair more than Tia, but Tia 
one without question had the full capacity and capability to hang. And I think Laura just put her in a hole and that's where that miss came from. Right. Which so was all crazy. Of, all of those things, like when everyone talks about, you know, what was the, what's the greatest event ever and everyone talks about the push-pull at the, at the uh, Carson Games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not that that pro, it's not that that event was programmed so spectacular. It was all of the things in the race that was involved in that, um, you know, between like Rich and Josh. That's what this has. This has not only, mm. I mean, un-fucking amazing programmed setup between the power cleans and the, you know, then the squat cleans and then the clean and jerk. Um, but the race and all of the pressure that was put on and what we saw happen in there was unreal. Yeah. Unreal, dude. It was like, awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Top five of all, I, th- I think. Honestly. I can see that. I mean, I, I look at that a lot like the uh, 2115 complex. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the movement pattern, power clean, squat clean, clean and jerk, three rounds, two rounds, one round. And, and it's, dude, it's very it awesome. 21-15-9-ish where yeah. everyone blasted, blasted 21s. Everyone did great on the, the, the three rounds of the, of the power cleans. Mm. It was the squat cleans. Yeah. Just like on the set of 15 that always nails you. And then it's like, okay, well, now I'm at the end. What do I have left? Because that really sucked, that, sec- that middle part. Yeah. It was good, dude. It was so good. It was so good. I mean, we got so fortunate with the races that we had, both men and the women. Yeah. Right? Heartbreak for Fikowski again. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Losing out on a tiebreaker for podium again. Jeez. Um, all right. We have come to the end. Now we will talk about our Element 26 thumb tape review. If you guys haven't gone to Element 26, go to element26.co. They have everything you need for CrossFit accessories, weight belts, knee sleeves, hand grips. It's the thumb tape that's the magic. That's where me and Bill got our start with Element 26. They've been so great to us. Their wrist wraps, their knee sleeves, their rip repair. I've used all of this stuff. It's fantastic. (laughs) Go to element26.co. Use the code GWT15 for 15% off as we come to our Element 26 Thumb Tape Review Bill. Would you like to lead us off? Yeah. Um, It's crazy when you have, I mean, obviously there was a lot of changes that went into the programming with the weather. And generally speaking, I will will give uh, a little tip of the hat to nice job to rogue Mm -hmm. for being able to make quick switches the way that they did without having to completely modify, you know, entire floor setups or whatever. They were able to make some, some pretty quick uh, adjustments. I think that was great. Um, I think that obviously we, we've talked about how the programming was off centered, a lot of pulling, a lot of hinging, Um, man, I just can't even imagine how your low back would feel after, Day two and day three. I, I messaged Vellner afterwards. He's like, I'm so trashed. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I, I feel that, that there was, even though some of the events I really, really liked, I think that some of those, uh, it, it's, it, it feels like some things weren't looked at in its entirety. What is the total mass of things that we're throwing at them at one time? Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, and then they were like, I, I wasn't really, the duel was fun, entertainment style. I didn't really like how it was set up. I didn't like the fact that they, you know, let the 
that the people start late, even though maybe that wouldn't have worked. But even even with that, um, which is a great point, um, I didn't like that setup. I figure if you're gonna if you're gonna race, everybody should get on the line at the same time to race, and, and it should go that way. Um, the killer cage, super stoked to see that. Yep. Super bummed to see that those cool dumbbells, you didn't even get to do anything with them. <laughs> so I was, I was really perplexed in that one because it, you didn't even need the dumbbell and you would get the same exact same result. Um, and I, I felt that that was a miss. Um, the deadlift way too long. Um, fine. If you want to do a deadlift, I obviously with the strongman stuff, I, I can see its place. Uh, when you have the, the strongman athletes that are there. I get it. I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but I get it. Uh, I think it was way too long um, as far as how many rounds. It, it didn't seem to be tested out right. So I think that was a problem. Um, I love the chipper. I thought that it was great. Yeah. Um, I loved everything about it. Um, I loved how it looked. Um, in the rain or not actually the rain, I thought even made it that much cooler. Because <laughs> yeah. Nothing really got messed up. I know even with the slide, you know, with the Roman coming down and that kind of stuff, I don't think that that made it worse. Everyone had to deal with it equally, so I was actually really glad that it rained on everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool. Uh, I really loved the uh, bar muscle up, the the seat at the bar. I thought that was awesome. Yep. I, I really liked how that was set up. I thought that was real creative. That was very roguish. Uh, oh, a yeah. Different, a different tool used in a way that we know how to do it. Uh, so there was a lot of that kind of stuff. Even with all the changes, even with all of the you know, the mess ups with the, the, how the duel was run and, and, um, you know, the fact that we had to take certain things out and add certain things in. And then you have that final at the end. Like I, it just, there were so many, God, there were so many highs and lows on what it was. And that's what makes it really, really hard. Um, because part of me, if, if I was to end, if you were to ask me right at the end of the finals, I'd have been like, dang, dude, almost two thumbs up because I'm just so fired oh, yeah. up on adrenaline with that. Uh, but now when you, when you come back and look at it, you, you know, here you have on one hand, you have one event that is what I think is one of the top five CrossFit events ever programmed mm -hmm. and ever executed and ever competed in. Um, and at the same time, you know, a, a third swing and a miss on the duel. It's like what's happening here. So I think what I'm going to have to do is I'll go a, I'm going to go like a 1.25. Okay. A positive 1.25 because the wins were big wins. Uh, the attempts, uh, the the adaptations with the weather, awesome. Um, a couple of, a couple of the events that were in there, I really loved the programming of uh, of the different events, but I felt that it was lopsided. Obviously, um, a couple little swing and misses on some of the uh, scoring type things or safety type things or mm -hmm. whatever they're they're trying to go there. I think that they were. Uh, they ended up distracting from what could have been done. Okay. Um, but it's a very positive 1.25. I had a blast watching it. I had a blast watching all the athletes and I was super stoked that we got the races that we got. Like, I yeah. think if we, if the races weren't there like that, I think we'd be talking a little bit different about the events, but man, they really added to the, to the events. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, I think the fact that we got good races and like a heavy weight at the end saved the, the event itself, if we yeah. didn't get those, maybe much worse. Right. Um, right. I think as rough as Sunday was on the back, or sorry, as Saturday was with the duel and the deadlift, where it was just, it, it didn't land. Yeah. Sunday was. Nailed it. So awesome. Yeah. Like one of the best last days 
yeah. programming and that I've experienced or been able to watch. Uh, I, I'm with you too. Um, I don't hold the, the, the managing of the weather, how challenging that is to do. Like we can make up a new workout on paper. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> to do that with an entire setup of equipment and volunteers like that, that takes a lot of effort and a lot of handcuffing what is available. I think any of the suggestions that we had thrown out are, are, to, are in awareness of that too. The Ruck, great. Loved it. Very challenging, unique to Rogue. Seat at the bar, fantastic. The, what was the third event? Uh, oh, the, uh, no, the ski. Yeah, oh, I'm with you. It's like, yeah, yeah. I wish you'd have done more with the dumbbells that you made specifically for this event instead of something that was basically like a placeholder and not a implement that was a matter of fact. I thought that was a miss. Um, the... 10th inning, no problem. Great. Yeah. Tip of your captain eight, a hero workout. The volume actually worked out really well. No issues there whatsoever. Duel was a miss. Again, we improved on some things. You took the judging element out. You put it in the middle, not as the final, because if that was a final, God help us all, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Dead. deadlift, again, if you're going to pick a deadlift, you got to choose a different format. That's maybe an educational thing that they're going to learn from, but it's still, that was a, I thought that was a, a strength miss. You could have had something in there that was more exciting and more balanced, but again, they don't do the balanced programming. We look at the balanced programming, so that's, again, that's not their thing. And then the, what was that? That's three things. And then you come into Sunday. I really like that they changed the weights to 225 and 155 for the finale. I think it actually made it 10 times better. If it was heavier, that would have been bad. Yeah. The unbroken handstand walk, I wish they put in there. Yep. So those are my four things that I'm taking a tenth of a point on. I'm doing gymnastic scaling. <laughs> the only reason why I'm giving them a higher score is actually the weather made their programming better. If they kept the rope climb and they kept the pegboards and they kept the weight at the finale, which they originally had, I actually think this would have been very bad programming. Yep, totally. I way agree. too much pulling, way too much hinging, way too heavy weights. But the weather and their shift actually balanced things out way more. They took out two pulling elements. They put in one, could have added another if they wanted to. The weights, like you said, the final event, great. So with that being said, I'm going to give them a strong one six. Nice job. A strong one six. Again, I took a tenth of a point away of all their mishaps. I'm not taking any more away because of weather. And I and at like at the end of the day, I think the weather overall made the programming way better. Well, way I think better. yeah, the fact I mean the fact that they I I totally agree with that. I think that's rad. But again, I, we're I looking like, at it different like than that. they do. Yeah, you can't you can't take points off for their weather. Right. No, but you can add how they adjusted to it, yeah. and it obviously fixed it. So you look at what they actually did versus what they had planned. So you're right. I, I like that. I, I like, like it. That. I like yeah. it. So, uh, all right, that is our review of the Rogue Invitational. Let us know what you guys thought about the overall competition, what you thought about the program, and the changes they had, the ones that they could have had, and uh, what you thought overall. And uh, that's really it for the day. So, Bill, I know you got a class to coach, and I've got work to do <laughs> and uh you guys have a great week and i can't believe we're in november and uh man hard charge into 2024 here it's gonna be go. here before you know it all right guys thanks for joining us have a great weekend see you next week